Well, welcome to Table Talk, everyone. Uh, this is a platform where we dive deeper into the Word of God, and I'm your hostess, Yvette Gallinar. And uh, today, I have the privilege and the honor to have a very special guest with me. All my guests are always special, but today, my special, special guest is my son, Pastor Ricky Jr., who is All right. also one of the ministers of our church. So welcome, Ricky. Thank you. Thank you for joining me tonight. It's been a hot minute since you've been on my table talk. It's been a while, mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You keep texting me and you keep saying, mom, get me on your table talk. <laughs> nah, you got, you've been having some awesome, uh, some awesome guests. So yeah, I mean, the, bar, the bar's gone pretty high. So I, I think if anything, I've been more intimidated than anything else to get on the show. No, no, no. <laughs> I think that, I think you, you can fit right along with all those big names out there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's been a while. It's been a while since we uh, have a table talk session where we expound on a word that you gave, a message you gave on a Sunday. Yeah. And um, but it's all good because this past sun Sunday, you had a, a phenomenal message. You gave a really good uh, message with regards to our series. And for those of you that may not no, we are on a series entitled Supernatural. That's right. And uh, wow, we could really dive into a lot of subjects when it comes to the phrase or the word, I should say, supernatural, right? Um, right, yeah. And uh, if, if there's anything I can say about some of the recent table talks that I've been having, yeah, it has a supernatural aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's good though. I mean, you know, it's a... It's a fun topic. It is. It is. And uh, I was having a conversation the other day, actually, with Ryan Peterson. Uh, uh, we're going to have a table talk soon. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it's about the third time we have him on our show. And uh, we we were talking, talking, talking. And then after, after we were like, I mean, our minds were like so filled with so much information about mm -hmm. the Bible and some of these mysterious scripture verses. And, you know, we said, whoever said the Bible was boring? That's true. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not, it's not for, for anybody, anybody who thinks that it is, um, they just haven't read it. <laughs> they haven't read it. You're absolutely right. It's funny. You mm -hmm. should say that because that's something that I have in mind to share with the church this coming Sunday, because I'm, uh, supposed to preach this Sunday, um, yeah. part four of supernatural. And I happened, it's funny. You should say exactly those words because as I've been preparing the message, I actually typed that, you know, if you're yeah. not, you know, if you don't think that the Bible is interesting, if you don't think that the Bible is supernatural in and of itself, you have, you really haven't read it. Because it's, it's true. Probably... Yeah. I mean, you have to look at it. There's, there's so many passages that you have to look at it through a supernatural lens in order for it to really like to make sense. And, you know, for, for one reason or the other, it's either, either, you know, just people just don't read it or, you know, the, the passages are weird and kind of confusing. And so we just kind of like move on from it and try to pick a a particular passage that's a, perhaps a little bit more simpler or whatever, but the fact of the matter is that you cannot have the Bible without the supernatural aspect of it. Precisely. I mean, it is, it's prevalent. Yes, precisely. And you know, the Bible, uh, yes, can be um, relatable to us, to our day and, and, you know, our day and age, our walk, our, yeah. our, our life with Christ, our covenant mm -hmm. relationship with Jesus and everything. But at the same time, there are certain scriptures that, are mysterious in a way, but God gives us those, you know, scriptures to really seek them out, right? Yeah. 
and, sure. and, and they're treasures for us to understand uh, not only the word of God better, but to understand the Lord better, to get to get into a deeper walk and a deeper relationship with the Lord as well. And they are supernatural yeah. in nature. They really are. I mean, yeah. our our own personal relationship with Christ is supernatural in and of itself. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's something that I'll be talking about this coming Sunday. But I want to I want to dive into a little bit deeper into the word that the Lord gave you to share this past mm -hmm. Sunday with our viewers. And uh, I'll, I'll give a little plug here. If you haven't listened to last week's message, uh, Ricky entitled it suit up. Suit up. That's right. Yeah. So go into our YouTube channel, go into our um, website at wordoffaithglobal.org and you can find it there. You can find it directly in YouTube, or you can go to podcast. Our podcasts has uh, as well have mm -hmm. our messages so be sure to look them up as well there. But um, let let me just kind of like um, like start you up here. You one of the things that I loved about your message this time around, and I know that every so often you do that, but you brought in a prop. So, I brought a prop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you go into that just a little bit? I saw your I saw your gym bag, and I thought, oh, this is this is gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, so I I you know, every, every once in a while I'll use a prop as, as an illustration point. And, uh, this time around, I, I brought my, um, I brought my, my, my gym bag because my, so I have a gym bag that is full of a bunch of stuff that, you know, I, I use when, whenever I, I go to the gym. And so it's, you know, it has a like wrist wraps that I use. It has, um, these little like accessory hand things, you know, it's, they're called fat grips is what they're called. And what you okay. do is you, you attach them onto the dumbbell or the barbell and it's the intent is to make it a little thicker. So it engages your forearms a little bit more. I have, uh, these wraps that I use to, to, you know, grip the bar so that, yeah, I, you know, I just got a bunch of, I've spent a, way too much money on, on gym accessories, uh, throughout the years. And so, um, the the illustration that I was using is uh so I I, I spoke on on Sunday, um, but I had done a leg day at the right. gym on Saturday. Okay. And when I whenever it is that I do uh, legs on 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 at the gym, I always bring two things that are very very important, and it's my my back my back belt, my right. weightlifting belt to support my my lower back, and I also bring my knee sleeves because I I don't have like the greatest knees. You know they 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 get pretty sore uh, easily, and so what I do is that I, I I put on the knee sleeves, and that with the compression and the warmth, it just kind of you know keeps things moving and 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 fluid whenever it is that I'm that I'm doing squats and whatnot. And then obviously the lower back, uh, the 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 weightlifting belt is just there to support the lower back, and you know it has other functions as well with with your breathing and and, and all that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is that those two are like I cannot do a proper leg day unless I have those particular items. And so the the illustration point that I was trying to to make, and I and I hope it landed, is um that you know that we're called to put on the armor of God. So in the in the way that I won't lift weights. I won't put pressure on my body and 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 I will I will not carry weight upon my back unless I'm properly geared up. And the yeah. reason for that is because I'm 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 trying to preserve my you know uh, my ability to be able to lift weights. I want to be able to do this on the long term, you know. So yeah. I I suit up, I wear the belt, I wear the knee sleeves and so it it allows me to then be able to lift properly. Well, 
I was trying to correlate that then with the with the armor of God in the sense that, you know, we're called to put on the armor of God. And if we're going to be engaging, um, whether known or unbeknownst to us, with things that are happening in the spiritual realm. I mean, the fact of the matter is that there is an enemy out there that is after our soul. He's after our peace. He's after our joy. He's actively, you know, um, uh, Ephesians talks about the darts of the enemy, you know? And so if we're, if we're going to be engaging with that kind of activity, then we need to do so suited up. We cannot go into the fight naked, if you will. We got to make sure that we are, we are well equipped with the armor of God in order to be able to uh, combat the enemy effectively. Yeah. You, you, um, you, you basically gave an example of these protective items and how these protective items do protect us. And so yeah. when you look at Ephesians, uh, six, right. Uh, chapter six, beginning in verse 10, uh, where it says, finally be strong in the, in the Lord and in the strength of his might. I know you read this mm-hmm. on Sunday. Um, but then it goes on with the whole putting on the armor. of God. Um, And then we're going to go into that in just a moment. But you mentioned something I have here in your notes that I wanted to discuss because you said that the supernatural topic is an interesting one. And it's interesting because it's not discussed much in mainstream Western Christianity. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Because it's weird. (laughs) Because it's it's weird. It's strange. It's, you know, it's it's yet another another thing that requires some pretty you know profound faith you know i mean we uh it's it's unseen we can't see it you yeah. know and and yeah. it's it's difficult to understand something that's not seen you know i mean yeah. we struggle we struggle with understanding the lord and and the 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 magnitude that is our god and so yeah. it's this is just yet another thing to throw on top of that like okay we have our god but now we also have this entire thing that's happening in the spiritual realm in a realm that we can't see thank god we can't see it because i think it would terrify us but you know we have this entire world that is on the other side if you will on the other side of the veil yeah. and um you know it's a strange topic it's 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 a weird topic and it's it's difficult to kind of broach that, you know, to discuss demons, to discuss angel, to the, to discuss the fact that uh, Satan is at work and he's actively, you know, mm-hmm. he has plans and he's got purposes and he's, mm-hmm. and he's doing things. He's got strategies that he's, that he's um, um, putting forth and whatnot. So I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's far easier to have, um, you know, easier messages, softer messages on uh, whatever else, something that's just perhaps a little bit more digestible than it is to discuss. All right, let's talk demonology or let's talk angelology or let's let's discuss yet another aspect of this this walk that does affect our our, you know, physical world, but is, again, just a little bit more hard, harder to grasp. Yeah, I think that, too, um, many times pastors we you know don't necessarily want to put the spotlight too much on satan or on demons or on fallen Mm -hmm. uh angels and you know all of this and 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 or angels per se Mm -hmm. because you know we don't want to necessarily put too much emphasis on that as opposed Mm -hmm. to obviously putting the spotlight on god and his majestic powers and his his might and his awesomeness Uh, So there's that line, but at the same time, I think it well equips us to Mm -hmm. understand who the enemy is, just like if you are in 
um, you know, whether it be the army, the navy, the you know, you're in you're you're in a war, so you need to understand the tactics of the enemy. And at the same time, going back to what we're discussing here with Ephesians six, yeah, is to be suited up in a way where you are in a um uh in in a def- in a defense in defensive or offensive i got those confused just a moment ago but you know what i mean it's like you've got to wear this you got to be suited up in a way because when those attacks come you mm-hmm. got to be armed and you got to be dangerous that's right yeah and i agree with you i i think you know uh some some are a bit hesitant because you're like exactly like you said it takes the spotlight off of jesus and by no means is that ever the intent to look into these subjects but the right. fact is that jesus dealt with demons when he was on on earth Correct. During his ministry, he encountered that on, you know, on numerous occasions. And so it's like, well, let's talk about that. You know what I mean? Let's, let's delve into that. And I mean, if, if, if Paul's even writing about it, then, okay, let's, we don't have to, you know, it's not like we're going to put all our eggs in that basket, but yeah. like, well, let's, well, let's discuss it a little bit. We're seeing yeah. it in the old Testament. We see it in the new Testament. So let's, let's chat about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's okay. But, but again, it's weird. I think it, um, I think it, it could be, uh, you know, it, it perhaps creates a few more questions, you know, it might, uh, it, it might be difficult to to swallow. And I, I think a lot of times, you know, some sometimes, perhaps newer Christians don't have an appetite for that kind of thing, you know, yeah. um, because again, it's, it's, it's a tougher discussion, you know, it's, it, it's hard to talk about demons yeah. that are actively at work. Yeah. And you know, also too, we, it's not that we ought to um, actively look out for fighting with the enemy or, you know, look, look for every demon under a rock in order for us to combat the enemy and fight against the enemy. It's not about that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be a misconception. It's more of a, you know, be prepared, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you were in JROTC, you were in, you know, um, in high school, throughout your whole high school and some of your um, college years, your university mm-hmm. years, you were you were in the ROTC program. You know, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what what that has to do with you know knowing who the enemy is, knowing what the schemes are, or or, or trying to understand what yeah. the tactic of the enemy is in order, like you said a minute ago, you know, he's out there to kill, steal, and destroy, and he's going to use every single tactic he's got under his belt in order right. to bring us being the Christians down, any humanity, really, any human, because he knows that the enemy knows that God loves us, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's, it's just knowing your enemy in the same way that say like an athlete, you know, that is, um, you know, for example, you think of say when, when an NBA team gets to the finals, for example, and you know, whenever there's, whenever it's the finals, it's the best of seven. And so what do, what do both of these teams do is that they study each other. You know, they watch how the other team plays, they watch video, they watch plays, they watch, you know, just to understand and be best equipped to be able to, you know, perform uh, most efficiently and and ultimately win the win the game. And so it it makes perfect sense. You know, the fact that again, you don't, you don't want to get too deep, you know, you get a little too, too deep down the rabbit hole, you know, and, uh, and I, and I, I will say that, you know, that, that is, that, that's a danger in it because then you, you know, we've, we've seen Christians finding a demon under every rock. And and to be quite honest with you, I don't, I disagree with that. You know, um, uh, oh, this person has a demon of such and such or or a demon of, 
of anger, a spirit of anger. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't get down with that. I look, people are humans and humans do, humans are fallen people and they do fallen things. You know, it's in, it's in their nature. It doesn't mean that there's, it, it's demonic oppression all the time. You know, I, I, I don't necessarily buy into that, but I think that there are things that are at play are at work yeah. that are pretty obviously eh, something spiritual is at play. Um, and I think as, as it pertains to my time in ROTC and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, I think if anything, it, you know, with, with the army, with any sort of military armed branch service, there's, there's, you know, there's rank, there's orders, there's hierarchy, there's structures. And, you know, it's my view based upon, you know, passage of scripture that, that the same exists in the spiritual realm. I don't, I think, uh, I think the expression I use when I preach, it's not, it's not Satan and his merry band of demons. Like, it's not like these little gargoyle figures that are just kind of like you know perched up in the corner like I, I don't that's that's not it at all on the contrary I think it's far more um mm. uh, it, it's far more evil it's far more well organized and planned and I think the enemy knows what he's doing whenever he attacks you know and I and I do believe you know you could pull that passage in the in the book of Daniel you know when when there was the angel that was held up and it took you know, Michael, the angel to come in and, and kind of help him out so that, you know, because he was being, uh, he was being combated by the, the king of Persia, mm -hmm. you know, so there, there was some spiritual force that was there that was putting up a fight, you know, and to me that, that, that tells me that it wasn't some lowly demon, this was something that was really challenging if, if, if the, if the angel Michael had to get involved, Sure. You know, and so it tells me that there's order. There's it's it's organized. You know, and if and if an enemy is organized, then it means that they that there's strategy at play. You know, and so I I think again, it's not to put all of our eggs into the demon and angel basket or anything like that. I think it's just recognizing the fact that there is an enemy out there and he's working. So we may as well kind of understand as much as we can based upon the word how he operates. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought Daniel up because. That's a, a prime example right there of some things that occur in the heavenlies, mm -hmm. in the heavenly yeah. realm, where again, we cannot see, we cannot, it's not tangible to us, mm -hmm. but we know it exists, right? right. And um, I remember you said in your message, I thought you were going to talk about this in specific, so I'm glad, I'm glad um, we're going to bring it up today, but you, you mentioned how there are times where we could be in a certain city in a certain mm -hmm. area, um, wherever that may be, and you can feel some kind of way, right? And yes. and 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 sometimes I think we may have talked about this in previous in a previous table talk. I don't know why mm -hmm. the thought comes to me as a reminder right now is like maybe we talked about it before. I, I might not be. Uh, I think I'm we did. Be... I, know, I know the story you're gonna. Yes. You're, yeah, I know the story you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, so for the sake of the, of the listening audience, so they can hear um, what we're trying to say is I remember one time, cause you, okay, let me go back to your message. You alluded to the fact that one time you went to Louisiana Yeah. and, and there were certain spots in Louisiana, which is understandable, right? Especially French quarters mm -hmm. that um, are very strange in, you know, the, some of the stores, the shops that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, everything is about voodoo, you know, the majority mm -hmm. of the places there that you see in the French Quarter. So it kind of makes you feel weird. Yeah, your your spiritual radar is going off. Exactly. Yeah. But I remember you, uh, even as a child, mm -hmm. right? And and you had already given your life to Jesus. You know, you were a child at the time. Um, and 
I can't remember how old you were, Ricky. If you remember, maybe you can. I was a kid. I want to say I was probably like middle school. Were you? But yeah, what? like either sixth, seventh, or eighth grade. So okay, like twelve, you know, twelve, thirteen, something like that. Yeah. Well, I remember we were we were walking down like a strip mall type of area, and uh, you passed a certain store, and mm-hmm. I remember you saying, "Mom, that store made me feel." really weird you know and I and I kind of pressed a little bit more as to well what do you mean do you remember that a little bit better than I do yeah I was uh at the time you know in middle school I I liked you know comic books and so I had a few like you know I had some Superman comic books and um I don't know like some X-Men you know just some regular Marvel comic books or whatever I thought I thought they were kind of cool at that time and there was a store that that was like a comic book store um or at least that's what it was advertising so we went in and and there was you know it wasn't just comic books they had comic books but they had a bunch of other things and um I remember being a kid and going in there and you know I I went to the comic section and I saw a few or whatever and I don't even know if we purchased one or anything like that but I remember leaving and there is a there is a feeling you know even as a child that I felt as though something was up you know, and, and if you kind of, if you, there's a lot of weird things that you could kind of dabble into if you get into that, that world, you know, sure. um, like, uh, I know one of the big things is like, you know, magic, the card game and like it, you know, it, it could get, it could get weird and dark and, and kind of strange and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, something so innocent, you, you, you don't really know the doors that you're opening, you know, and you don't know what, what the meaning or the intent behind those games and those things were and whether or not there was some sort of perhaps something a little bit more sinister behind, you know, those games and, and, and or, or, you know, comic books or whatnot. The fact of the matter is that even at a young age, I remember feeling like, you know, the, the spiritual radar was going off, like something's up. I, I don't know what it is, but like there, you know, I don't know that I want to be in here anymore. Like, I'm cool. Let's get out. And, and we ended up leaving. And then I told you and dad about it. And and exactly like you said, it will, both of you guys were pressing, like, go ahead, tell, speak a little more to that. What do you mean you felt some kind of way? And I was like, yeah, didn't it feel weird in there? Like, it was weird, right? And you guys are like, huh. And then obviously it kind of opened up a conversation about, you know, the the spiritual realm and, you know, the Holy Spirit that kind of nudges you like, hey, something's up. I, eyes open. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. And, and that's the same thing you feel, uh, you know, in certain in certain areas. I know Dr. Laura's spoken about that as well. Yes. You know, that there's 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 just certain places where there's some spiritual activity, something something has happened or something is actively happening yeah. where you know, uh, it, something's happening in the spiritual realm, something's active, Yeah. you know, and, uh, and uh, sometimes the Holy spirit, if you're, if you're in tune to him, will kind of tip you off Yeah. And say, Hey, you know, either there's something, there's something that is actively being, you know, have, you know, that was done here, or maybe there's some, some form of defilement that happened here. Right. And as a result, there is a spiritual, you know, uh, something spiritual at play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it, it I felt that, I, you know, we felt that in Louisiana, we felt that in places in Miami. I know I messaged that, I, mes- I mentioned that in my message, you know, in, in Miami, it, depending on where you go in Miami, there's a lot of, um, you know, Santeria influences and stuff and, you know, very dark, demonic, you know, satanic things that kind of stir the pot and get, God knows what's happening on the other side, you know, we don't even see it, but you can sense it when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit. 
Absolutely. And, you know, the Holy Spirit will give us that discernment if we have ears to hear and eyes to see, you know, what what the Holy Spirit wants to show us. Mm -hmm. And and I believe that that comes through maturity in the Lord, right? Yeah. Uh, That comes through, you know, reading the word and understanding the word that comes through, obviously, understanding the whole armor of God as well. You know, a lot of times the the Lord will show us to pray a Mm -hmm. certain way. Yeah. You know, pray specifically a certain way in certain areas, yeah. whether it be of the city, whether it be, you know, of wherever it is that you're at. I remember one of the things that you mentioned in the in the message is that uh, for for us here in the United States, you know, you you said we're a developed country. We're very objective and science based. We're very mm-hmm. analytical. And so. it's interesting you should say that because I remember when when you said that I remembered so many um, missions trips that your dad and I have taken and Mm -hmm. to other countries outside of the United States and it's it's very very interesting to see that they in those countries are more in tune and and that's again that's not to say that they find, like we said a moment ago, a demon under every rock. That's not mm-hmm. the case, what I mean, but I, I believe they understand it a little better. And mm-hmm. why I believe that is probably because they they have had situations where they've been countered, mm-hmm. whether it be a, a spiritual battle, whether it mm-hmm. be, you know, a demonic force or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you story after story, you've heard them yourself, yeah. story mm-hmm. after story of, you know, ministry that your dad has been doing that is he's been praying over people when it's been out in, you know, other countries and these people manifest yeah, and they yeah. have been oppressed or right. maybe areas where we've gone to and we have to pray specifically because the Lord has given us, you know, wisdom or discernment to pray against something in particular, you know, uh, yeah. maybe a, like you said, a territorial, um, mm-hmm you know, spirit or whatever that case, the case may be. So yeah, the Holy Spirit gives us discernment, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and even like you said, even as a young child, I think that <laughs> interestingly enough, when you're a child and, you know, you have the ability, I believe that you're a bit more connected. It's almost like the... you're more sensitive. It's, it's weird, you know? Yeah. yeah I think you... it's, it's, I don't know if it's a matter of simplicity as a child, you know, you're, you're right. just much more simple. I hate to use the word simple-minded because, you know, it, it has connotations, but, but in reality, that's what it is. You don't have a lot, right. you know, like occupying your mind. It's not like an adult that has responsibilities and they got, you know, I, I got to pay bills and I got to, you know, watch for the kids and, you know, I, I we got to drive over here and we have these, you know, right. a, a child doesn't necessarily have that. And so I, I, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything to this, but it just feels as though that, that simplicity lends itself to perhaps a, a greater sense of, you know, little nudges sometimes yeah. because they're, you know, they're not as diluted as they, as, as an adult would with everything else that, a, that an adult is worried about, you know? And yeah. I think perhaps in the States we're, we're diluted with a lot. We have a lot of, a lot coming at us. We got, you know, there's, there's all sorts of entertainment and we got shows and we got, you know, everything's a hustle and the bustle and we got to take the kids over here. And, you know, we got, we got to work. And, you know, sometimes people aren't even working 40 hours. They work 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And, you know, we got appointments and we got sports and there's just so many things going on. And I think what happens is that, you know, the, the, 
the topic of the spiritual realm just kind of becomes a little bit distant and, you know, not really, not really pressing. Whereas in other, you know, some more developing countries, they don't have all of this, you know, they don't have all these things going on. And so perhaps it's in that simplicity that you see the spiritual realm, you know, manifests, manifests itself a bit more, you know, and you're right. I remember, you know, I remember dad telling us stories of when, uh, when, when you guys got back from, uh, I forgot where, somewhere in South America. Mm-hmm. And he was telling us about how he was, uh, there was a, a big altar call that, that happened and he's there laying hands on people. And there was a woman that, that as he was trying to lay hands on her, she went to bite him. You remember, yes, I, I don't know if you remember that, yes. that story. And so like, you know, and, and, you know, she was trying to bite him. And I think she just began to convulse and it was just, you know, yeah. I don't know, just spiritual manifestations, man. And I'm sorry, like there, there is something that is happening in the spiritual realm. You know, there, there are things that are, that are, are playing out. And again, you, I think as Christians, it's okay to be aware of it. Yes. Know that it's happening, you know, don't be blind to it. And at the, and at the same time, we, we have to be aware of not opening the doors to the enemy. Yes. You said a moment ago, because there are opportunities to open doors to the enemy and that, and, you know, whether that's something that seems to be very, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Benign. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's not benign at all. Yeah. Because all yeah. he needs is a little, a little hairline opening in order mm-hmm. for him to come in and then wreak havoc. Like yeah. you had said too, you know, steal your joy, steal your peace, you know, steal everything that you have because that's his ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Is still to to steal it and to destroy it. But mm-hmm. it's up to us too to keep those doors constantly closed. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. And to keep the doors closed and to ask the Lord for discernment. If, if in fact doors have been opened true to, to, to show them to you so that they can be closed, true you know, and they can be, they could be worked on. Cause the fact of the matter is that again, the enemy's conniving, he's like a Fox. And so I I believe that a lot of, a lot of his tactics can can sometimes be uh, disguised as something that seems benign something as well it's not not that big of a deal when in fact like no there's something more insidious to this but it just doesn't seem like that you know and i i discussed a bit of that in in the in the message you know um that something might might feel as though it's it's you know being pushed forward under the guise of of love and and progress and moving forward and acceptance and when in fact like on the other side of that there is destruction and there is death Right. And there is confusion. And so he, he's, he's, he's like a fox. And yeah. I think we need to be aware of that. I remember many years ago, you were young. You and Christy were both uh, little at the time. We were living in another, in another city. And I remember I was, um, my, my faith in God and my, my walk with God was growing in, in, a, in a beautiful way. And I remember one day, <clears throat> you guys were probably not there. I was alone at home and I was mm-hmm. praying. And I asked the Lord specifically if there was anything at all yeah. in my personal life, mm-hmm. or even if there was anything at all in our home mm-hmm. that wasn't pleasing to him, or that I've unbeknownst to me opened the yeah. door to the enemy. Yeah. And I think I I think you've heard this story many a times, but um I prayed specifically that and I just began to just roam the house mm-hmm. and just pray. I, I was 
I was uh, praying in the spirit and I was asking the Holy Spirit to just show me, show me yeah. if there was any opening, any hairline opening, any crack, right. any, anything that, that I owned yeah. that did not please God. And believe it or not, I, you know, I, I went around the house and there were some things that I found, you know, whether yeah. they were CDs that I owned, right, uh, right. books, um, you know, even uh, there, there was a, there's a little pyramid I remember uh, from Mexico, from uh -huh. uh, I think it was Chichen Itza that we traveled to and we brought back home a little pyramid. I even had a vase from Mexico uh -huh. that if I looked a little closer in the painting of it, it had like a, one of the gods or goddesses or something on mm -hmm. it. And so, yeah, the Lord began to show me, you know, these things are openings. And, yeah. you know, some people might be hearing this and might think, you know, you're, I think yeah. you're, you're, it's you're a little much, it's, yeah. you're, it's a little much, you guys, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I, I don't believe that, but the fact of the matter is that, you know, this is, it is biblical, mm -hmm. right? And so when you, when you, uh, it, again, it's like, it's like co a combat, it's like being in the, in, in, a, in a war zone or being in the army, you know, the, the enemy, and I preached about this not too long ago when it came to um, uh, the book of Revelation, one of the churches in Revelation, I, I talked about cracks in the foundation, because right. what does, what does the enemy do? He's out here and he's watching to see where your weak spot is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He, yeah. he He's watching to see where where are you gonna like flounder a little bit mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. where he can go in and you know and then go in and, and wreak havoc right yeah. yeah and so just like when you're in a war zone with you know the, the uh uh the united states against you know whoever there you've got to know you've got to be in this strategic mindset that if you don't, if you put yourself vulnerable to the enemy, the enemy can definitely come in, seek and destroy. Don't take advantage, one hundred percent. Every every time, you right. know that's why you got to be on guard. That's right. You, know, you got you have to be on guard. Right. And, and and Paul discusses that in Ephesians six. Yeah. You know, um, you just you can't you cannot put your guard down because yeah. he as as long as he gets a foothold in, he's not going to just put a foot. He's going to put he's going to put his whole body through it. You know. That's right. That's right. And he's going to bring all his buddies, right. <laughs> all his demon buddies. Right. And, and, and just wreak havoc, you know, it's, that's right. And Hey, yeah. At, at the end of the day, like, don't get mad when you're the one that, that, that cracked the door though, you know, <laughs> precisely. Then we ask why, why, why is this happening? You know, yeah. uh, all these, all these things that happen. And again, going back to the fact that we said before, it's not, it's not to, to, blame the devil for everything because a lot of times it's our own fault you know right. yeah. we, like we've got to be it's our own bad decisions and you know correct. Correct. That, that's again that's why you don't you don't find a demon under every rock there are times yeah. when it's like hey that's a bit much yeah. you know don't don't go blame on satan the fact that you're just the one that didn't plan accordingly you yeah. know yeah <laughs> don't don't give him more credit than he's due you know yeah. it when there there are things that are obviously hey there's a spiritual, there's some a spiritual component to this. And then there's just us being humans and, yeah. you know, messing it up. That's right. That's right. You were, you were talking about, um, you, you said, I think we can safely argue 
that there are formidable, formidable spiritual forces putting up fights, vicious fights, and we don't even know it because we can't see it, because we're distracted, because we're comfortable. This is talking about what we were saying a minute ago about the U.S., for example, mm-hmm. in the di- with the difference uh, here. Um, we're fighting with each other. There's division of contention. Um, and then you said... Perhaps the things keeping us from recognizing the forces of darkness at work is actually the manifestation of the enemy's workmanship. And you said, I'm quoting you here in your message. Um, There isn't contention in this country simply because we disagree on things, though that may be part of it uh, since we're humans after all. Perhaps there is tension because the enemy purposefully implemented a strategy with leadership in place and teams at work to keep us in a state of combativeness with our neighbor. Do you want to expound a little bit of what you meant by that? Yeah. So, you know, I, like I mentioned, I think that some of the, we, we struggle sometimes here in the U S to, to recognize the, the, the tactics of the enemy because we're distracted. We're bickering with one another over politics and all this kind of stuff. And so my, my argument, if you will, if is what if the things that are distracting us from quote unquote, recognizing the, the, the enemy at work is in fact just the manifestation of the enemy at work. What if the distraction is the point? Let's keep you distracted. That's not, yeah. that's not just something that's happening. No, that's, that's a plan that's being pushed forward. Let's keep, let's keep them distracted. Wow. Let's keep them fighting. Let's keep them, you know, going back and forth. Let's keep their gaze upon this over here right. um, versus recognizing that God is at work or, or it, whatever it is. Like, what if the things that we would argue are just the reasons why we don't tap into the spiritual realm? What if, in fact, that is the spiritual realm at work right there? We're distracted because the enemy implemented a strategy for us to be distracted. We're right. fighting with each other, not just because we're humans and humans are going to fight and, and, and all that kind of stuff, but we, we're reaching this boiling point, not just because of happenstance, but because the enemy has put forth a plan and yeah. is carrying out a plan to keep us in a state of fighting and and, and combativeness with one another. Right. You know, So what if that's the point? What if right. we are seeing on a day-to-day basis, the actual manifestations of the enemy being um, of the enemy at work? Yeah. That was, that was the argument. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and there, there we, we talk again about the fact that we ought, we ought not to look just at the, at this realm here, Mm -hmm. you know, this tangible material, earthly realm, Mm -hmm. knowing that there is something at work, nefarious at work in the spiritual realm gives us, I think, a leg Mm -hmm. in in knowing what his tactics are right yeah obviously yeah. uh understanding the 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 word of god as well so suit up right right suit this, up. That, that was the title of of the message you gave on sunday mm-hmm. that in the same way you suit up for leg day yeah if you're gonna if if you're gonna put the you know your your weightlifting belts and your knee wraps if you're gonna take upon your body pressure and weight um then you're obviously you want to be protected. You want to you want to do anything you can to avoid injury. Yeah. Oh, in the same way that we're going to be dealing with the pressures of a spiritual realm that is at work, we too should then gear up. Yeah, yeah. You know, if we read Ephesians six, um, verse, let's see, from eleven on, put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And notice that. 
in several of these passages, you'll hear mm -hmm. stand firm yeah. over and over again, right? And it says, verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. And going back to the fact that it's not, yeah. we, we don't- Not person don't, a person. Not a person a person. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something else at work here, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Mm -hmm. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. And I want to get into that here before we end up closing today, but the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist right. in the evil day and having done everything, here it is again, to stand firm, right? right? And then he goes on to explain the armor he says in verse 14 stand firm therefore having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of gospel of peace mm -hmm. in addition to all take up the shield of faith which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the word of god uh, and the and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god I want to pause here for a moment on the on the shield of faith mm -hmm. because if the shield of faith I, I like how it's described here you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one mm -hmm. and as I've read this over the years and 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 really tried to ponder on not only the whole armor of God but focus in on faith the shield mm -hmm. of faith to me the enemy will always try to attack our faith yeah right our faith yeah. in god our hope mm -hmm. in god our hope and our promises that are written throughout the word of god that are for us right yeah. yeah and so he he will try every single arrow every mm -hmm. single um possible direction mm -hmm. to throw at us yeah. To bring our faith, to, ch to mm -hmm. chip away at our faith, right? Yeah. yeah. At yeah. our faith in God. But I love what Paul says here, because if we take up the shield of faith, you'll be able to extinguish the flaming arrows. Notice that they're flaming arrows. They're not just right. arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about you, but I like, I like to watch, um, you know, programs that, uh, consist of like, um, like early century, you know, like yeah. 1700, 1600, and the way that they used to, you know, fight in wars, a mm -hmm. lot of times they would, they would throw arrows with flames on them yeah. so that they can, you know, either set somebody on fire, obviously yeah. when they hit them or just destroy right. their campground or destroy whatever. Yeah. So I, I think, but I think about that because that's exactly what the enemy does. These are flaming arrows. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he wants to chip away and burn away at our mm -hmm. faith. Yeah. Right. Right. So you, you talked a little bit, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, but. Yeah. You, you know, the, the if, if there's anything that the, that the enemy wants is for you to stop trusting God, you know, stop yeah. trusting the Lord, stop, you know, if, if we could pull our faith out and, 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 and stop leaning on, you know, leaning into the Lord, the enemy will have, you know, we'll throw a party like <laughs> i think that's ultimately what he wants and so it's again it's it's insidious and it's and it's uh sinister so we might go through a hardship and the enemy 
like, hey, this must mean that the Lord's not on your side. You know, like he must have abandoned you. Right. He's he's not involved. He's not in the day to the day to day. And so like these 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 little darts that are coming at you, you know, that are that are meant to obliterate the relationship that you have with the Lord, you know, because he wants he wants us to be self-reliant, to, to take God out of the picture, to not have him first and foremost in our lives, to to step away, to back off, to, you know, allow that flame that we have inside of us, that relationship with the Lord to wither and and, and ultimately die. And I think he does that slowly and methodically, just mm. chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. Well, it's a heck of a lot easier to chip away if you're not chipping away against, say, a shield, you know. But if I have the shield of faith before me and I continue to lean in and I continue to 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 lean into his word and continue to dive into my relationship with God, then what that does is it continues to bolster that faith, you know. But as so long as I'm not protecting myself yeah. and i'm allowing myself to just you know what be hit left and right with the with the darts of the enemy then yeah it's it's only a matter of time my relationship with the lord is a ticking time bomb right. you know but again that's why we got to suit up you have yeah. to suit up yeah ricky uh you'll find this humorous that i'm going to bring this up but <laughs> both you and i have uh started to watch mandalorian the mando <laughs> yeah mando. <laughs> i don't know if there's any fans out there but i'll tell you what never in my life have i ever been a fan of star wars a mm -hmm. fan of any of these kind of shows like that but uh i started to watch it you know yeah, yeah. here my old age i said let right. me just get into it let me see what it's all about but you had recommended for me to watch mandalorian the mandalorian mm -hmm. and as you were talking i was reminded of you know how he's always suited he's all, up. He's all suited up, right? Right. And every time that they try to shoot at him, it always bounces right it bounces off, off the, right. the sheet, the the metal, like the armor that he has. The on. The armor him. that he yeah. has on is made up of. Do you Oof, remember? I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head. You <gasps> should ask Judah. <laughs> yeah, we should get Judah on the table talk. We should. We should. For those that are, for those that don't know, Judah's my four-year-old son that for whatever reason, just really took a liking to Star Wars. Yeah. And so he, uh, yeah, he's really into it. Exactly. I wasn't even all that into, into Star Wars at, at a young right. age. I mean, I had a very, you know, like I like the, the lightsabers and stuff like that, but he he's into it. And so, but yeah. I should say it was Judah, the one that, that got it me was, into it. It was Judah. <laughs> Judah was the one. Yeah. But anyway, well, I, I wish he was here so he could tell us the, the name of it, but it's, it's a material. Right. That, uh, maybe someone that's watching here tonight that watches that knows just yeah. maybe we, type we're, it in the we're comments a bunch of star wars amateurs over here yeah <laughs> total amateur here but uh it, it's a material that my point is here okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get down to the point it is a material that you know no matter what arrow sword uh yeah. bullets right. blaster uh, yeah blasters whatever yeah. it it won't penetrate that's right, right? It won't yeah. penetrate. So that, that in a way, and you know, I have to say the Lord does talk to us through movies. Sometimes he can, he can, at, yeah. at least through, to me, he does sometimes, you know, yeah. he'll all of a sudden I'll pause and say, wait a second, God is talking God is speaking to me with regards to this. So mm -hmm. going back to that, I, I see it as the shield of faith. It's mm -hmm. a shield. Mm -hmm. And so as long as we have our relationship with God intact. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're going to face challenges. We're going to face struggles. We live mm -hmm. in a world that is not perfect. 
We deal with imperfect people. We're imperfect ourselves. And yes, our faith can sometimes waver a little bit because of Mm -hmm. something that happens or some things that have happened, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But as long as we continue in this fight of faith, Mm -hmm. right? As long as we continue in our relationship with God, reading God's word, suiting up, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, getting together with our brothers and sisters in church, you know, reaching out to one another, lifting, lifting up each other in prayer, studying God's word, no matter how weird or mysterious it might be. It might be. Yeah. Those things I think just bolster our faith. That's right. Absolutely. That's why the Lord called us to do all of those things. You know, it's, that's, that's, that's why we're, we're, we're called to congregate with, with believers. That's why we're called to continue to dive into his word. You know, uh, I mean, you even see it in the, like one of my favorite passages of scriptures is Psalm one, one through three, you know, all the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or joining with mockers, but delight on the delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night for they're like trees planted along the riverbank. Whose branches bear fruit each season, whose leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. They're branches planted along the riverbank. You know, they're they're it, you're, but but the 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 caveat here is that you you need to meditate on the law of the Lord because if you're not if you're not in that constant state of of growing that relationship with the Lord, of fostering that relationship with the Lord. And yes, any fiery dart will wreak havoc. And in the like you said, it's a fiery dart because it not only it's not only the initial, you know, penetration of the dart that wreaks havoc, but then it's the ensuing flames that continue on, you know. And so we have to be vigilant. We have to be, you know, on alert because the enemy is out there seeking to, you know, uh, to to steal, kill, and destroy. That's that is his objective. He's going to do that whether we're whether we're suited up or not. We may as well be suited up. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, all of these things are amazing, amazing, um, what shall I say, supernatural, Mm -hmm. spiritual things that we put on on a daily basis. Right. Paul is not telling us here, okay, go and grab, you mm-hmm. know, a helmet here, go and grab, yeah. you know, uh, shod your feet. No, he, this is spiritual in content. This is yeah. supernatural, right? right? Right. And this is all done through the word of God. That's right. I, I love how you ended um, the, uh, the message on, on Sunday. So you said here, <clears throat> well, I'm going to quote Ephesians 1.15. Mm-hmm. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks to you for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And what is the immeasurable, immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Yeah. Far above. This is, a, I love this. 
far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And I love how you, you ended it with that because you said the enemy may have his princess. The enemy may have his teams. There may be authorities. There may be spiritual powers and cosmic forces. As we know, written in scripture, that's what it says, right? Right. Here's the big butt, right? Yeah. We have the king of kings. Yeah. And the Lord of lords. Right. And his name is Jesus. Right. Our Messiah. Yeah. You want to end with that? Let's end with that. <laughs> yeah. He is, he, he has all power and dominion and authority. He is our savior. That's right. His name is Jesus. And there is no other power greater than him. Greater than his. That's Amen. right. That's right. So I was going to ask you if you'd like to close in prayer this evening. Yeah. Before we yeah. Go ahead and close. For sure. For sure. Without question. Father God, we thank you so much for giving us another day of life, Lord, for allowing us to wake up and spend another day here on earth, Lord. Uh, we thank you for this time together, Lord. We thank you for, for the opportunity to be able to dive into your word, to discuss uh, the things that pertain to you, Lord, to, to discuss you, to discuss how you're involved in our life, Father, um, and to even discuss something as, uh, as strange and, you know, uh, interesting as the, the supernatural realm, Father. But Lord, we come to you today and, and we stand here before you grateful that you are the name above all names, that at the end of the day, regardless what the enemy throws our way, you win. This battle at the end, at the end of the age, Lord, is, is yours. You, you win ultimately. So we, we, you know, put our faith in that father, but God, we also ask that you give us the, the knowledge and the understanding to be able to put on the full armor, of, uh, put on the full armor of God especially as we deal with the pangs of the enemy, Lord, and the fiery darts that are thrown at us. I pray that you teach us, Lord, to be uh, conscious about the fact that we need to suit up so that we don't get flattened when the enemy throws things our way, but rather we we gear up and we are on the offensive uh, mm. as we engage the enemy. So as always, we, we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for Table Talk, for uh, this platform that you have uh, blessed us with to be able to just discuss the things of you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you so much for that prayer. So those of you that are listening, be sure to share this message to uh, with your friends and your family. Subscribe, like, make comments in the comment section as well. And uh, we just want to thank you for tuning in as always. And uh, we will be back with you again really soon. All right. Take care. Okay. God bless. Have a good night. Thank you, Ricky. Bye. Love you, Ma.